Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment under the Son. We're in John 5, verse 23, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father, equality is there. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. Anyone that denies that Jesus is not 100% God, is of the devil, does not have the truth in him. You see that in John chapter number 5. The Bible says in verse 24, this verse, you all know, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, This is why we preach publicly. This is why we give out gospel tracts publicly. This is why we have uh, gospel verses on our trucks and our cars and Jesus saved shirts. That's why we all do all of that. Why? So people would hear the word. He that heareth my word, they read it, they hear it. And then it says, and believeth on him that sent me, hath what? Everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Does anybody see water mentioned anywhere in that passage? No, because water isn't going to do anything for you concerning your soul's salvation. Does anybody see works? Does anybody see anything in there except believing? We talked about on Thursday how the ground needs to be tilled. You know, there's a lot of labor that goes into preparing the heart through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit. A sinner's heart is prepared when they come to a place of repentance that now precedes that belief. When they come to that moment of belief, that is how they are regenerated and born of God. Believe it. On him that sent me. That is a great passage of scripture. All of these are to go to when you're witnessing to someone. Write them down or highlight them in your Bible or whatever type of app or uh, note taking key. Do that because these verses are excellent when witnessing. John chapter 11, look at verse 25. Jesus said, Unto her, this is he's speaking to Martha. Uh, Martha says in verse 24, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me and performs enough good works to evidence that they, no, that would be the, the Fortunato version of the Bible. That would be the opinion, your opinion, my opinion version of the Bible. But people read the Bible and they read into it because they've got some other verses that they've cherry picked that they have to fit into the context that it's, it's believe, believe. But don't you think people should do good works? Not for salvation. Don't you think people should get water baptized? Not for salvation. 
don't you think people should give to the church? Not for salvation. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. So they are in a state of deadness, dead in trespasses and sins. They move from that to being placed in Christ by spirit baptism, by the way. You need to be baptized to get to heaven? Yes. Because everybody that believes is baptized by the Holy Spirit. Well, don't you have to be baptized to be saved? Yes, I was baptized. The moment I believed, the Holy Spirit baptized me into Christ. And then I passed from death unto life. Praise God. Go to John 12. It's why, by the way, we give out John and Romans. Um, gospel tracts, there's one thing. John and Romans is another because you see all this rich truth about who God is, who Jesus is and John. And then the book of Romans, obviously, we're going through that by verse by verse. Those are great books. Uh, of course, you can hand someone a full Bible, but as you move up from tract to John and Romans to Bible, it's, there's printing costs in that. So um, it's also easier for someone to put a gospel tract in their pocket at a fair rather than a, rather than a Bible. You know, we gave these out. What are they going to do? So. Look, I'm all for, we're not chopping up the Bible. We just give out chunks of truth from the Bible. All right. Um, we have a, a doctrinal statement because we want people to know what we believe concerning about the passages in the Bible. But look, I'm not against doctrinal statements. But just because we have one, that doesn't mean we're against the Bible. It's just it's kind of hard. What are you going to read somebody 66 books in 10 minutes? It, it, no. We're giving them chunks of truth so that they can come to a saving knowledge of who Jesus is. So anyway, that's, that's that. John 12, look at verse 46. The uh, Bible says, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. You've got a dark world. Light is shined into that dark world. It's not a dry world. And we need to get people uh, waterlocked because they're too dry. No, they're, <laughs> they're in darkness. And they need some light. Okay? They need some light. And they get into that light by whosoever believeth on me. See that? Believing. He that rejecteth me and rejecteth not my words hath one that judgeth him the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge in the last day. And that's John chapter number 12. Now look at John 20. All of this has to do, want to be become a child of God, you better believe. John chapter 20, look at verse 31. <clears throat> verse 30, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. People want that stuff. People want verse 30, but they don't want verse 31. This is why they want the book of Enoch. 
I don't care about the book of Enoch. People want the book of whatever is buried in some sea that they found. All that tells me is that you don't believe that God tells the truth all the time. Because if he promised to preserve his word, and we have this Bible right here that we can hold right in our lap and read it and believe it. We don't need other truth. Because even if it is true, it's not inspired truth. What's in this book has been inspired. And this is all we need. And too many people want to park on verse 30 because they want other stuff. They get their minds distracted on other things. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Now, for any water dogs out there that are listening online, I don't see water in this passage anywhere. I don't see good works anywhere. You must believe. And people need to stop it with all the, well, there's other books, there's other writings, there's other manuscripts. No. Jesus said, these are written that you might believe. And you know what all the other stuff does? It gets us down rabbit trails that takes us off of, yeah, but these things are written that you might believe. This is what, look, I know. When people visit here and you get a chance to speak with them, just know that they're overwhelmed with Bible. And just let them know, look, I, I know it's a lot. But just give it three months, give it six months, give it nine months. I know a lot of Bible comes at you, but it'll all start to soak in after a half a year or so. I felt the same way. It's, look, I know it's a lot of Bible. You don't have to get all the Bible, all the truth in one sermon. Nobody does. But you got to stay in this book. And if you stay in this book, the more you realize there might be a lot that we learn in here. And we never take it out. And your pastor's crazy. He doesn't put up a Christmas tree. Your preacher, man, what's going on over there? They don't they don't have egg hunts and have helicopters drop eggs on that. Yeah, I know, I know. He's a little out there, but but we do have one message that we're consistently taking out into the public. And if you see that as the bigger picture, all that other stuff kind of falls into place. We need to keep that in mind. Take this gospel out of this book. Take it out into that lost and dying world. Romans chapter 10. Romans 10. Romans 10 verse number 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart. That God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But preacher, you don't understand the sin that I've done. God does, but you don't understand the things that I've been through in my life. Honestly, I don't care. 
Because God doesn't care. Because you are making your sin more important than someone else's sin. And God looks down and he says, look, I don't care. All have sinned. You can tell me any sin that you committed. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. I went to a cross and died for you. You're either going to believe me and trust what I said in my word, or you're just going to have your little pity party that you're just some wicked sinner that nobody can save. God said, if you believe on him, he would save you. And there's a lot of born again Christians that think they can't be used by God. Well, my past, I've just done all this and I've done all that. When? It's 30 30 years have passed. I got news for you. If God's over it, maybe you should be over it. Like, I know there's some consequences for sin, and you know, and you, but a good night. People put more consequences on themselves than God does. And we ought not do that. For with the heart man believeth in the righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whoever is elect and I save, then they will be able to believe. Wait a minute, it doesn't say that. It says, whosoever. Well, we need to go to the Greek. The Greek's going to say the same thing. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference in Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, unless you're not one of the elect that I've predetermined to be able to go to heaven. I don't care what somebody tells me about, well, you just really don't understand systematic theology. I didn't know I was supposed to. I thought I was supposed to read the Bible and believe it. Well, you don't have eight years of seminary training through uh, learning all of this um, this systematic breakdown of how these passages, what they really need. You don't have four years of Greek and Hebrew. Okay, where in the Bible does it tell me? I, I thought it's simple, childlike faith. God said he would save whosoever. And that's what I'm going to stick with. Go to 1 John. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John 5. Verse number 1. Whosoever, here it is again, believeth that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. It doesn't say whosoever is baptized in water is born of God. It doesn't say whosoever keepeth all the law is born of God. It doesn't say whosoever is born of God and then it's good enough to keep all God's commands so he can keep that he's born of God. It doesn't say any of that. It says whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Do you believe that? Then Christ either has saved you or if you're not saved, He's about to save you because you, all you have to do is believe on the son. Now, let me qualify that. You don't have to turn there, but Proverbs 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. That, that, ver- that Proverbs verse kind of helps qualify the James 2 ver- verse that says, thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. 
the devils also believe and tremble. So we need to qualify some things. Because the belief is a trusting belief. A repenting belief. In other words, the devils don't have a trusting belief. They have an intellectual belief. Now, it's based on fear and it's based on trembling. But it's not based on trusting. So before you are saved, you have trust in something. Maybe it's, hey, my parents have always raised me Christian. Maybe it's, hey, I'm a member of this church. Maybe it's, hey, I was water baptized. Maybe it's, hey, I haven't killed anybody. Maybe it's, I'm part of this demonation. Whatever it is, you have trust in something. And the belief that you put into Christ is a trusting belief where where your trust was placed here. And now in repentance, you're turning from that and you're putting your full faith and trust toward the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a trusting belief, not just an intellectual belief that the devils have. And you and I don't want to just have the same religion as the devils. So you need to qualify that out when you're witnessing to somebody. Do they have just an intellectual belief? In such a case, their their religion is no different than the devil's. So that's that idea. Now, go to 1 Peter chapter 3. Because the question always comes up, or will come up if you live down south, can you be saved by water? Watch what the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3. I believe. Uh, I believe the Bible. And let's see what 1 Peter chapter number 3 says. You know, it, let me say this before I read the verse. I believe you can be, I believe you can be saved by water. Now let's read the verse. 1 Peter chapter 3. Verse number 20. Man, someone's going to clip that and make a short out of it. Which, watch what it says in 1 Peter 3, verse 20. Which sometime were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. That's where God's taken us back to now, the days of Noah. While the ark was a preparing, wherein few, That is, eight souls were saved by what? Water. Now, I believe the Bible. Do you believe the Bible? And I believe what God says, that eight souls were saved by water. So when someone says, hey, do you believe that water saves you? Yes, I do. And you take them to this verse. I believe that water saves because the Bible says, it pictures here, Noah And the eight souls, Noah including, were saved by water. Now that verse right there, God is trying to tell us something. The souls that were saved by water stayed completely dry and not one ounce of water got on them. You know how they were saved by water? By not getting in the water. Do you believe water saved you? Yes. How? By not getting into it. Because God said they were saved by water. You know how? By not being immersed in it at all. They stayed completely dry. Everybody that was fully immersed in water did what? Died. Water can't save you. 
In Revelation 4, you don't have to turn there. It says, after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. Now, we've got one way. We've got one truth. We've got one life. We've got one what? Door. You know how many doors were on that ark? One. You know what they did to get into that ark? They had to go through the one door. It was one way. They didn't stop and jump into a baptistry before they got into the ark. They went into that ark through one door, and that was it. You know what God did with Noah? He foreshadowed your salvation and mine through one dry door. And everybody that was saved, Stayed dry. And there's nothing in that Bible. Says when they were in that ark, there was a big swimming pool that they all got into for final cleansing. It's not there. You got one door, one door. Mark 16. And Acts 16. Mark 16 and Acts 16. Mark 16, look at verse number 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach water baptism. No. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, that's the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ found in 1 Corinthians 15. That's the gospel. The death, burial, and the resurrection. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Okay, we get that. Now watch this though. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Period. There's a semicolon, uh, there's a colon there that says that, that, that leads us into but he that believeth not shall be damned. What would someone have to not do to be damned? Believe. Someone would have to hear the gospel not believe that gospel and be damned. Okay? Does the verse say, he that believeth not and is baptized not shall be damned? No, it doesn't say that. Go to Acts 16. Acts 16, verse number 30. And brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be water baptized and thou shalt be saved in thy house. It doesn't say that. These groups that teach water baptism for salvation, they got three verses they go to. We just looked at the one in First Peter. We're looking at the other one. It's probably not fair to say three verses. They see water everywhere baptism shows up. But these are the three main verses. And they'll park on Mark 16 
and they'll park on First Peter. And when you get to Acts 16, where individual salvation is being spoken about, it says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, now shall be saved in thy house. Is anything added to that belief? No. Nothing is added to it. Well, there's Acts 2.38. Okay, well, let's go to Acts 2.38. We'll be doing a deep dive on this water baptism thing. Coming up in the near future, but just to touch on it so that we understand what someone needs to do to be born of God. Uh, get Luke 5 as well, because I want, I want to be able to switch back to that quickly. Acts 2 and Luke and Luke 5. Acts 2. <laughs> uh, look at verse 22. You men of Israel. Um, and we see for David speaketh concerning him in verse number 25. Um, and, 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 and it goes on. The, the, the context, who did the gospel go to first? The Jew or the Gentile? The Jew. There's a context here in Acts 2 concerning Jews. We'll get to that later because I'll go down a rabbit trail and we won't finish up in time. But get down. We'll keep reading. Uh, verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of who? Israel. There was a Jewish thing going on here in Acts 2. Um, that God has made the same Jesus whom ye crucified, both Lord and Christ. And then verse 38, Acts 2.38. If you've been down south long enough, you'll see a bump. You'll see a you'll see a license plate. They could put anything on that license plate. Trust Jesus. Jesus saves. Believe the gospel. You know what they put? Acts 2.38. As if there's only one chapter or one book or one verse in the Bible. Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Uh, notice what it says, men and brethren, what shall, does it say I do or what shall we do? We. Who's the we? Israel, the nation. That makes sense. We look at Acts 16, it says, what must I do? You get deeper into Acts, now you're talking about individual salvation. But here they're wondering, what, what, what about this nation? What about Israel? What must we do? Okay. Okay, verse 38, then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Watch this. For the remission of sins, that ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so uh, these COC guys will say, well, see here, you have, to, um, you have to be baptized in order to have your sins remitted. I mean, they'll go as far as to say, until you get into that baptistry and get underwater, you haven't come in contact with the blood of Jesus. And it's all based on one word, or the remission of sin. 
If you're a convicted murderer, you've committed the murder, you go before the judge, you're guilty, and you go to jail for murder. So let me get this straight. When you get into the jail cell, now that makes you a murderer. No, you got into the jail cell because of the fact that you were a murderer. Is that right? Yeah, well, that's not a Bible verse. Okay, well, then let's go to the Bible. Let's go to Luke 5 and see if the Bible confirms that the definition of for can be used as because of. Luke chapter number 5, look at verse number 12. Luke 5, verse number 12, and it came to pass when he was in a certain city. Behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus, fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Luke 5, verse 13. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. Be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. In verse 13, what happened to that man? 100% cleansed, 100% clean, clean, right? Jesus did it. Now let's read the next verse. And he charged him, this is Jesus charging him, to tell no man. But here's what Jesus tells him to do. To do. He's already clean, cleansed. Jesus says, go and show thyself to the priests and offer for thy cleansing. I thought he was already cleansed. He was already cleansed. Jesus is telling him to go for thy cleansing, not to go be cleansed. But because he was already cleansed. You see that? Now read the, read the rest of the verse. According as Moses commanded. Here's another use of the word for. A testimony unto them. You see that? Because of. And in order of it's clear he was cleansed. Go for thy cleansing. Is the context to be cleansed? No, the context is you're already cleansed. And because you are cleansed, that's the use of that word for. You have the use of the word for again in that verse. For a testimony. Now you're going to show somebody a testimony. When you get in the water, we put somebody in that baptistry. You know what it is? For a testimony. For thy cleansing. <laughs> for a cleansing that already occurred through a spiritual baptism that already occurred. Now it's going to be for, because of. And it's just clear in the Bible, you have to get the definition of words. Based on the context. People get all tied up in Matthew 24. Well, door to the end and you'll be saved. Yeah, okay, your life will be. All these words, salvation, baptism, what are we talking about? Is it water baptism? Is it spiritual baptism? Is it individual baptism? Is it John's baptism? Is it the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Is the baptism of fire? What is it? 
We've got to define things based on its context. People get mixed up on this water baptism for salvation. It's just really they're mixed up in wrongly dividing the word of truth. It's not like they don't know all the verses are there. It's just that they chop it up and make a Bible salad out of it instead of something that's just rightly divided and can be understood in its context. Last verse, John 3. And I think you all like this. This is so simple. This is so simple. John chapter number three, verse three, Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nobody would doubt their first birth, right? So with that in mind, Clearly, that's in mind. Look at verse 5. After Nicodemus says, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? A woman has a womb and has biblical parts designed by God to have babies. Men do not. Men are not women. Women are not men. What is a woman? What is a woman? Not a man. What is a woman? Uh, someone created by God that has a womb. Okay. Women's hands are smaller. Men's hands are bigger. Women's hips are larger. Men's hips are smaller. The parts for reproducing are different. When a doctor wants to change that, that doctor has been influenced by the devil. And when educators want to change that, they're headed for a devil's hell. Every single one of these educators that is allowing transgenderism and uh, different pronouns, there's only Two pronouns that identify two genders. And she, her, is for the person that was created by God that has a womb. And we are all born out of our mother's womb. That's the first birth. Jesus answered, now in line with all that we said. Verily, verily, Jesus, he, I, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water. What is that? It's a water sack filled with ambiotic fluid that God designed a woman to have. And when she has a baby, well, her water broke, or her water didn't break, and then when the baby comes out, then the water breaks, And but, but the water breaks. The baby is an ambiotic fluid. And God says, you've got to be born again because water isn't going to do it. You're immersed fully in water. When you come out into this world, it's like God is saying, look, you're in water, and that ain't good enough. It is not going to do anything for you 
And amidst that picture, Jesus tells Nicodemus, you must be born again. No, you don't have to crawl back up into your mother's womb and get into water again, Nicodemus. Silly boy. You're not getting in water again, Nicodemus. You're not going to go back into your mother's womb and get into water. You're not going to get into uh, a baptistry and get into water. You're not going to do any of that to have a new spiritual birth. He says, you must be born of water and of the spirit. That spirit is the second birth. And if you don't have that second birth, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And then verse 6 says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. We have, we have Baptist on the sign for a reason. Because we believe in baptism for believers. Not baptism for salvation. And if you want to be born of God and someone is trying to convince you that you need to be water baptized to be saved. That is another gospel, and that man is a curse. And if someone goes to a church that teaches that false, damning doctrine, they can still be saved if you sit in a false denomination. But they still can only be saved the same way you were saved, and you were saved, and you were saved, and I was saved. With a trusting belief. That God's grace would save you. And at that point, you would be baptized by the Spirit. And I, I go to this diner with kids. I think I've told you this story before. And there's, you know, they know I'm, I'm the preacher. So uh, they know I'm the Baptist preacher. So they just can't help themselves. But say, Acts 2.38, Acts 2.38. It's like a nervous twitch sometimes. When you go, they got to get Acts 2.38. And uh, so the one guy, he, he asked, do you, need to, do you believe you need to be baptized to get to heaven? And I said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And everybody's kind of stopping because there's like three other guys that know, wait a minute. That's not what Baptists believe. And I said, I thought you were a Baptist preacher. I am. And when I got saved, when I trusted Christ, I was baptized by his Holy Spirit. So everybody that trusts Christ, you receive the spirit baptism. And it doesn't have anything to do with you running around the church laughing like a dog or howling like a hyena or being slain in some demonic, devilish spirit. It has to do with you having trust in something. And with repentance, you turn from trusting that to putting your full faith and trust in Christ. It's a trusting belief. And when you believe in him, he baptizes you with his Holy Spirit. And then there's a spirit that indwells in you and I that gives us power like any other power. 
The weights can't give it to you. The power lifting can't, it, it, it can only give you that in the physical realm. You get the Holy Spirit. You have the power to live a holy life. All right, we'll finish with this. Second Corinthians 6 says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Why put it off another day if not saved? Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.